teacher since I was five so this is pretty much a lifelong goal that I've had and I've done everything that I could to lead up to this point in teaching and I became disheartened Jonathan disheartened. I did very disheartened once I got into the teaching career field because mm -hmm. it just was not what I thought I did not like school I loved learning mm -hmm. but I did not like school uh, because I the teachers were boring, mm -hmm. and I knew that I could do it better. And huh. so I thought, well, you know, maybe I could get into the school system and make it better. And oh. I couldn't. Okay. I found okay. I found out that I just couldn't. Um, I feel like I made a difference with the kids and did as much as I could. But once my teaching time started being wheedled away more and more with standardized testing and all of these different um, regulations. It just made it very difficult to do much of anything. Mm. Uh, so, um, in conscience, I felt like uh, I was doing the kids a disservice, and I could do them a better um, service by bridging the gap between home and school, and doing what the teachers can't do and what the parents can't do oh, uh, through consulting uh, them on their projects and even business. You know, because eventually they graduate and they still don't know how to do projects because they never learned it in school. Yes, so that's one of the things, right? Um, they, they go to school and then they come out of school and then like most of them are lost, but then the, the, the parents themselves and the people themselves telling themselves like, hey, you gotta know what you need to do. You, you have to have figure out before you come out of school. And I think that's- Oh that's yes, absolutely. Okay, so you have this broke system of you got parents and schools preaching the same message about you gotta go to school, be a good student, go to college, you'll get a good job, you'll retire, get a pension and die. Mm -hmm. um, that's pretty much the way the system goes or the way it went and maybe it worked in 1950 but it's not working now. Oh, and a lot of the parents um, back in the day, they had one parent at home and one parent uh, where they, one parent was able to work and one parent was able to stay home. Mm -hmm. Now people can't even make a living. Two, two parents have to work in order to make ends meet and sometimes they don't even at that. Mm -hmm. And that's doing everything the right way. Mm -hmm. I followed the conventions. I thought, oh, sure, okay, I'll go to school. I'll be a good girl. I'd do all of the protocol. I did it and it failed me. Okay. Well, one of the reasons that I want to bring you in is because, uh, because of your background. You were in military? I was. Yeah. Yes, I was a, 
active duty. Um, mm -hmm. That's what paid for my school. Is uh, six years active duty with the Army. Six years. Yes, and then almost another six years with the Air Force uh, over here at March. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then um, with the reserves. Okay. And then that paid um, for your school going to college. Uh, they did give me money, but um, I, you know, I was raising my son by myself, so I used a lot of that money to survive on, so that I because I couldn't work and take care of him at the same time. So uh, now I'm settled down with $60,000 of debt mm -hmm. that I've never have been able to pay off yet mm -hmm. because teaching does not pay. Yes. <laughs> oh, man, that, you know, it does not pay enough. I went to Cal Baptist where it was $300 a unit, so $900 a class times how many of our classes you have to have. Now it's almost $900 a unit. Oh my goodness. Um, um, yeah, it's crazy. How can that? How can that happen when someone go to you know serve and you know serve in um, Air Force and military and go to college for a very long time, right? Mm -hmm. And then come out of it in debt and not able to pay it off because the teacher's salary is so low that you know it's just it's hard to live off the that teacher salary and pay off the debt. Um, so. Now that you figured that out, what are you doing right now that you know you're 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 trying to find a solution? So what are you doing? Okay, my solution. Um, well, about three years ago, mm -hmm. I just started watching YouTube's and uh, just trying to get some ideas. So I came across uh, Dan Locke's uh, website, um, his YouTube page in 2016, and I was just so fascinated by his message about. Um, you know, with the wealth triangle and a lot of different um, things that really resonated with me, that uh, he was saying the same things I was that basically the whole school system is shit, mm -hmm. and <laughs> and a lot of the same things. The same with Gary V. Um, same thing. Uh, a lot of the big influencers see what I see, and I and I resonate with that message. And I thought, wow. Um, and a lot of these people started very from a very humble backgrounds as well mm -hmm. and I thought gosh you know if they can do it so can I yes. and I'm just gonna keep going until I get there now a lot of people don't believe that I can get there and that just gives me more motivation to keep going because uh, I'm not gonna quit but so my solution is to take the best of everything and bridge that gap between home and school mm -hmm. and between school and business uh, you know, and being able to have people, uh, I mean, you know, and I I'm guilty, you know, when people are hard up for cash, I was guilty of doing other people's reports for them and, mm -hmm. and you know, just anything to get some fast cash, but really with all the expertise and things like that that I put into it, I thought, you know, I'm going to have to charge a lot more money and that, that doesn't do them any good yes. and didn't do good for my conscience. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I want to teach people instead of there's that saying about you can give a man a fish is what I felt like I was doing when mm -hmm. I was doing helping them do it for them even though they were paying me a transactional thing I still felt like it was more like giving the fish away mm -hmm. but if you teach them how to do it then they're learning they're, they become self-sufficient I mean I'm a very independent person and I would like to help other people be independent too because I know what it feels like to be yes. to feel like you're in financial slavery yeah. and that's what it feels like yeah and um, you know I don't know if you've ever saw that movie V for Vendetta 
Yes, I've seen it. Seen yes, it. where you know people create problems and then magically come up with solutions during election time, and but but yet everybody's like just kind of or like the Borg uh, from Star Trek, where you know you'll be assimilated and you're just kind of in this co mass collective and. I don't want to be a part of that anymore. Mm. Like, you know, like following the rules. I'm a little bit of a rebel, and <laughs> and <laughs> yes, and I want to, I want to have my own life. I want to do my own things. Yeah. I have, I you know, and it's not so much for the money, Jonathan. It's uh, you know, the money helps to be able to free myself to get the freedom. But I want to be able to um, help other people to to get a clue. It's like, oh wow, you know, things aren't really the way that everybody says that it that it is you know I want people to be able to do the research for themselves um, for example uh, like the sugar the, the low fat the you know the low fat craze in the 80s um, that was sponsored by the sugar industry that paid off the scientists mm -hmm. to say that um, sugar that low that fat is bad and so they marketed everything as low fat and that's why everybody now has diabetes because everything was packed with sugar. So, you know, if people don't look into these things and, you know, and okay, who's sponsoring these things? Wikipedia is probably not a reliable source. I mean, so people have to know how to do their own research. They have to know how to communicate their message. Um, I mean, you know, so it's not like math where, you know, okay, who cares if a man ran over a train, uh, a train ran over a man mm -hmm. at, you know, at three, that type of math, you can always communicate better. You can always do that. I mean, my goal is to be the queen of communications, queen mm. of effective communications, to be able to help people get their message across effectively. You know, in school, so I mean, how many you you how many reports have you been to in college or whatever? <laughs> you just watch boring powerpoints. I hate well, now <laughs> now you can do them in. Like at the the TikToks, I mean, you can make little videos and string them all together. That that can be a whole presentation. Yeah. You can make um, you can make little Snapchats, combine Snapchats with TikToks, photo edit apps. I mean, all these different things. Make your own posters with stuff that you could never do before. <laughs> Instead of just making stupid little posters and and boring PowerPoint slides where you put your whole report. I mean, you know, it's like. And then the movies. How many remakes of Disney live are we gonna do? Okay, we got live Aladdin. We got live uh, Lady and the Tramp. You know, when was the last time you saw an original movie mm -hmm. without all of these remakes and all that kind of stuff? I mean, people need to start getting creative and being able to know how to do the research. I mean, and just all of this kind of stuff. And that's what I wanna help people do. I wanna kind of like a creative renaissance. That's kind of, you know, a creative renaissance of communication, just people expressing themselves. You know, I mean, you think about that time. Uh, I read a book last year, The Basilica, The Building of St. Peter. Mm -hmm. And it tells a story in the beginning on how Saint, Pope St. Julius went to go hunt uh, Michelangelo down uh, to, go, to bring him back to finish this, uh, the tomb and the Sistine Chapel and all that kind of stuff. And he didn't want to go back. So you have Michelangelo, Raphael, all these famous people uh, together in the same space. And how cool would that be to be able to have finally an explosion of people actually using, you know, their creativity and being able to give that. But guess what? 
again, we circle back to the school system. They're crushing imagination. Uh, that's the thing. Too. Of, of the kids. Well, why do? You, what do you think? What's preventing people from creating? And, you know, because that? kids aren't able to ask questions. Uh, They're squashed down. Teachers are so fixed on time. Mm -hmm. A lot of them, uh, you know, the, they're trying to teach the content to, to what's in the thing, you know, because you're given the, at least here in California, the California State Curriculum, <laughs> and you have to teach what's a, everything is in there. Yeah. You hardly, you know, and then you have to waste about, let's see, 20 minutes writing it on the board, writing the objectives of what you're going to teach. I mean, should, everything's so much redundancy and stupidity and the way that they make you teach the classes like okay well you know when I was in Washington I was able to give you know class I didn't have to write all that shit on the board I was able to just teach I and the nice thing I was able to teach it my way it's like okay here's the curriculum make sure that they know this stuff by the end of the year and what I would do I would match up like okay well here's the part of history where history and science collide together and that you're able and I was able to have thematic units where um, oh wow, you know, this is this part in history is, uh, you know, uh, let's say, um, you know, talk about Socrates or whatever, and then they maybe they're talking about the moon. We're going over that in science, and I would perfectly arrange it to where all this stuff is together. And then I was, you know, and we do, do base my art projects on that. Uh, we do plays. I mean, just different ways of presenting it and having fun. We do food of course you know I teach junior high boys everything has to have food yeah um, you <laughs> know I mean just everything we, we did a um, when we did um, uh, Tuck Everlasting mm. we did a um, like a newscast we, we made a little movie like it like they were like it was a news um, like it was a news show and uh, you know like um, like the seven o'clock news and they're talking about all the news with the stories in the in the events and and they made me be in it too, so I had to be one of the characters. So, okay. <laughs> but I mean, you know, just fun stuff like that to bring it alive. Yeah, this is uh, cool. You know, and you can do that with anything. You don't want to be boring, right? Um, even in your business presentations. How many? I mean, I've been to so many teacher, boring teacher conferences and businesses, or or in services or conferences that you pay money for and you're being put to sleep with boring shit and it's like okay we, there's got to be some way to liven it up and what I would like to do eventually once I um, uh, first I would like to kind of coach a little bit coach and consult but then right. I would like to take those put them on the Kajabi format mm -hmm. and have those be self-studied uh, so you know where they pay for the access and they can have that so get that going but then go around and uh, to conferences and teach people how to do this in groups okay. because it's more effective to teach the research project the research process and all these things in groups okay. small groups of five where you break them down to small groups of five and you have cohorts because you can mastermind it's like having a little mini mastermind so you want to coach what's the end result that the, the student will be getting if you were to coach them okay the end result would be that they're able to have time, effective time management. Effective time management. They would know how they learn. Mm -hmm. They would know how they process information. Mm -hmm. uh, goal setting. Mm -hmm. And um, well, those to name a few, uh, as well as um, being able to uh, uh, 
there's like 12 modules. Yeah, these, that, these, these are really good. Uh, I mean. But th those are the, the most important ones. Right. Oh, the, the different learning styles. Mm. The Howard, Garden, uh, Howard Gardner's uh, learning styles. Mm. You know, are you a kinesthetic Are you a um, visual learner? Um, what your temperament is. And some people would say that the Myers-Briggs and the temperaments and things like that are pseudosciences. But, um, you know, and, but they're not meant to be your, the end all. They're meant to be as a base point of where to, where to start from, you know, and, and it's how you process information, what your default reactions are, what your preferences are. And, you know, and then from that, you can know who, you're, who you are. And then in studying the other ones, you can kind of get a gauge on where other people are. I mean, for example, I'm a very, um, I guess, uh, People have said type A, uh, very, you know, kind of a control freak. Um, just I, I like to be in control. I, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't do drugs or anything like that. Coffee's probably the strongest thing I do uh, for the most part. Yes, it is. Wine every now and then. But, you know, I mean, I, I like to be in control. Right. And, um, you know, and, and I care a lot about what I do. I have high quality, high standards. Mm -hmm. um, I probably drove a lot of my students crazy. Um, and I probably drive a lot of my friends crazy because, you know, it's like I'm very particular with how I dress, how I have my things, um, who touches my things. Um, and my son is just the opposite. So I would be like a choleric temperament. You know, just very, um, you know, you know, and very, um, not really, I guess maybe kind of bossy, but, you know, not, not like, overbearing arrogant bosses some can be and then my son would be like the phleg phlegmatic where he's just kind of like ah, i'm alive you know <laughs> it's almost like i had to stab him with a fork right. in his hand to get him to feel anything i mean i could take away everything but his life and he's okay with that you know nothing motivated him and it's like and i thought he was doing that on purpose mm. until i started learning about these different ways that people naturally react and i thought gosh you know they're not doing that to purposely make me angry or upset mm -hmm. or um, you know oh this you know they're introverted or um, you know I'm introverted but you would never guess it but mm -hmm. I, I guess it's a functional extrovert you do what you got to do mm -hmm. but I derive my energy from being alone mm -hmm. I mean I could probably be on a planet with no people and be okay <laughs> with that um, you know and um, and I, I just love going to a corner and read. Um, you know, um, I mean, just different things. It's it's your preferences. Right. Um, you know, and how and also how you process the information. And um, you know, but it's a starting point. But you can also grow and learn from that. You know, learn from other people. And what's kind of fun is you can go on Pinterest and you can like let's say the Star Wars Myers Briggs and you can look at the the different characters and it'll compare it to what you. So the personality tests you can do for free, and they're kind of fun to do. Um, you know, like for mine, uh, my personality code is um, uh, INTJ. I'm introverted, I'm intuitive, um, judgmental, and thinking. Interesting. Yeah, and um, and it's a very for females especially. It's a very rare code, uh, you know, for females to have that. Um, but you know, it's just what. Uh, what I am, and so when I looked up the Star Wars one, it said that um, a lot of villains are INTJ. Uh, so I, w I came up as uh, Senator Palpatine, the Emperor, mm -hmm. you know, that likes to, you know, 
being controlled well as patient will wait and uh, you know with plans to dominate the world mm -hmm. which I, I do have oh, Jonathan yes very you know um, but you no know, not really so much the world but my industry you know I, I play to win mm, yes absolutely that's pretty much what you need to do right? yeah so you're you're a veteran you've been in the Air Force you're a teacher for 20 years now you're trying to coach people to um to go Well, the best thing that I could say is have a morning routine. Mm, okay. Have a morning routine. This is what I do every morning, mm -hmm. and it's worked for me. That helps you out? That helps me out. Well, what is it? Um, first of all, make your bed. <laughs> because you feel like you've, you've already accomplished something yeah. that day. So mm -hmm. it's a, and then I meditate. Mm -hmm. um, I get up earlier than everybody else. Um, my day, because I work early in the morning, my day begins at two or three mm -hmm. uh, in the morning mm. so that I'm up, I got the first thing, it's nice, I get my cup of coffee and I just chill uh, with my blanket and the dogs before anybody gets up. And I read a little passage, um, I'll watch a little uh, YouTube, I'll read a book and then I set my intentions for the day right. um, and I set three, mm. uh, no less than three and I keep a gratitude journal. Uh, you know, and I write at least three things that I'm grateful for. I look at the day in review. Some people do it at night. I just do mine and I happen to do mine in the morning. Um, and then, you know, and you have your one goal. I think of my one goal of where I want to be immediately. Uh, and then uh, in the action steps I need to take to reach that. And then I have my long-term goal. Because it's kind of like if you're taking a trip. You want to know where you're going, otherwise you're just wandering aimlessly. So um, that way, in the morning, you're setting yourself for that towards that direction, mm -hmm. and at least you're making a little bit of traction. And uh, what I was told, even if you think you have no time, the two-minute rule: you can do something in two minutes with every little window of time that you're just sitting there. Instead of looking at your phone, unless you're looking up information, um, you can read that little bit of a book. Or if you want to write a book, you can write three words. Before you know it, three words every day becomes a page. Mm -hmm. A page becomes a chapter. Yes. So that's what but I would recommend. Many, many things, right? right. I mean, because I mean, a lot of people are don't have a lot of time. A lot of people are forced because of the broke down school system mm -hmm. to sit there and work a minimum just over, as Robert Kiyosaki would say, uh, just over broke jobs. Um, you know, and having to slave away. So to pull themselves out of it, they can look at the stars and they can do these things and feel successful and also gain traction. So everyone, you know, what she said is you gotta have a morning routine, you gotta practice it, you gotta practice it in order for you to success, be successful. You gotta practice your morning routine, you gotta make your bed in the morning, you really do, because it's your first win. Do you make your bed? Oh, of course I do. <laughs> Good boy. <laughs> Good on you. <laughs> and you gotta be grateful and Every day I'm grateful for this day.
for people who, who are listening to this, um, where can they reach you at? Oh, they can reach me at uh, at my email, jenn.lin1791 at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. And I'm also on Facebook, mm -hmm. Jen Lin. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, that's it for us. And thank you. You're thank welcome. You yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, that was fun. <laughs> Did I do all right? <laughs>